0: of a bachelor degree nursing program. Over the years, I've learned that students have an immense amount of confusion and questions when they leave didactic, which makes applying what they are learning nearly impossible to the clinical setting. I want to break down the basics so that you can continue to build upon your knowledge and put the pieces together. Welcome everyone to today's episode of Let's Review RN. Today's episode is pretty short, but it's It's pretty to the point, so there's not a whole lot or in-depth material that we need to go into about pericardial disease, but it is important to touch on it. Pericardial disease is a broad subject that encompasses pericarditis, pericardial effusion, constrictive pericarditis, and we even will talk about tamponade. To begin, pericarditis is an inflammation of the pericardium, which is a thin membrane around the heart, and this inflammatory process causes chest pain and discomfort. Symptoms include sharp or piercing chest pain over the center or left side of the chest. The pain can become more intense with deep breathing, and it can cause shortness of breath in the supine or lied back position. Patients can experience heart palpitations, low-grade fevers, sense of weakness or fatigue, a cough, and even abdominal or lower extremity swelling. In a lot of cases, the primary cause of pericarditis is unknown, and at that point, it is referred to as idiopathic pericarditis. It is believed that many cases are caused by viral infections, but it can also be caused by bacterial infections, inflammatory disease, rheumatoid arthritis, systemic lupus erythematosus, scleroderma, ankylosing spondylitis, kidney failure, hypothyroidism, a heart attack or open heart surgery. It can be from medication side effects. Radiation therapy can result in pericarditis or even tumors. In most cases, pericarditis diagnosis involves examining the clinical history, physical examination. EKG can give light to a diagnosis of pericarditis, echocardiogram, and even lab studies. If necessary, a chest x-ray or a CT or even an MRI can be obtained to look for fluid accumulation as well. Mild cases can resolve on their own, but for more severe cases, they may be treated using medication or surgery. Medications include analgesics to reduce pain and inflammation, as well as fever, and these types of medications would be ibuprofen or naproxen. Anti-inflammatory drugs can be prescribed, such as colchicine, and in the case of recurring pericarditis, corticosteroids, such as prednisone, will be used. If pericarditis is caused by bacterial infections such as tuberculosis, antibiotics such as streptomycin may be prescribed for treatment. Surgical procedures such as pericardiocentesis or a sub pericardiostomy, also known as a pericardial window, can be performed. Pericardiocentesis should be performed for diagnostic purposes if the cause of the effusion is unclear or if malignancy or purulent effusion is suspected pericardiocentesis is reserved for fluid accumulation that may be causing pre or tamponon physiology. The pericardial window may be done under local anesthesia and has a high success rate with few complications and recurrence of fluid accumulation is rare. This allows for fluid to drain out of the pericardium continuously. A pericardiectomy is a procedure where the entire pericardium is removed in the case of constrictive pericarditis. Constrictive pericarditis is considered a complication of acute pericarditis, causing permanent thickening or contraction of the pericardium. Cardiac tamponade is when fluid in the pericardium builds up, resulting in compression of the heart. The onset may be rapid or gradual, and symptoms typically include those of cardiogenic shock, including shortness of breath, weakness, lightheadedness, and cough. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Let's Review RN. I know it was short and brief, but I think it was important to touch on pericardial disease. Remember, you can always reach me at Instagram handle Let's Review RN and drop me a message if there's something in particular you want to be educated on. This podcast is for general information review purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or nursing. The use of this information or any materials provided by Let's Review RN are at the user's own risk. This content is not intended to be a substitute for educational teachings through students' educational institutes or organizations.